Bikini Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Faith Walkers. Thank you for joining us on the Awaka My Stilettos podcast, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Ladine Dockery. She's the CEO and founder of Ladine and Co. Financial Group Limited, a boutique firm that offers financial services and education to a predominantly female client base. She has a passion for helping women break through their fears and anxiety around creating financial stability in their lifetime and for generations to come. From experience, she knows there's a lack of help available and a lack of focus on women achieving financial wellness. So her mission is to empower other women to achieve and fulfill their lives by improving their finances. Ladine is also the co-founder of the Money Boss Up Initiative, where she facilitates workshops that provide financial literacy to millennials. So please welcome to the show, Ladine Duckery. Hi, McKinney. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Ladine. Thank you so Hi. much for <laughs> agreeing to say yes and come on and share your story with us. Oh, absolutely. I love the show and I'm just so proud of everything that you're doing. So when you asked, I was like, of course, of course. It's such an honor. <laughs> I am so grateful. You know, you and I have come such a long, long way. And sometimes I forget so that we actually like originally met when I was like 12 years old. What I love <laughs> is that, you know, as, as women, we are running families, running businesses and impacting lives. And it's just been a beauty to watch, you know, your evolution and to watch you grow and the things that you've overcome. So that is why I wanted to have you on the show. And I just wanted to say thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share. Like, I think that it's just what you're saying, that we've known each other for so long. And just seeing our journeys, right? Just seeing everything blossom and flourish. is just, it's actually a beautiful thing. So I'm always happy to speak with you. And now we're doing it you know, recorded or, or, or live or <laughs> no, for everybody to hear. <laughs> so yeah. so what, I, what I love with this show is because every woman's story is different, even though we can connect, you know, to some part of a woman's story. What I love is you never mm-hmm. know where the conversation is going to go. I always, you know, inside, I get really excited when I get to interview women that I already know, because I always end up finding out things about you ladies that I had no clue or did not know before. So I want to start at the very beginning because I believe that Mm -hmm. as women, we have all these different titles that we go by and a title that I believe that is not given enough significance is our name because our names have meaning. And I definitely grew Mm. up despising my name because 
you know, kids can be cruel. And hearing bikini yeah. as a kid, I got bikini, zucchini, chiquita banana, like all kind of foolery. <laughs> and yeah. as I became an adult and I dug deeper into the meaning of my name, it actually, it's Swahili for strength of character. So I began to love awesome. my name. So yeah. I was always interested in the meanings of people's names because every time someone says your name, they're declaring that meaning to you. But I've also learned yeah. from some of the women that have come on the show that they don't know the meaning of their name, but like their name was created, whether their their parent formulated their name by combining something or named them after someone. Mm -hmm. So I would mm -hmm. love to know, lady, what does your name mean? Yeah, you know what? That's, that's a, a serious question because my name... Uh, like just like you I really did not like my name I just didn't understand where my parents got that from or why mm. they even called me that like no one else has called Nadine and I can always know I'm going into a room and there's nobody with my name so, <laughs> so yeah there's no one no one <laughs> um but really what what it is is that they thought I was a boy they thought I was going to be a boy and they had a name picked out um and the name is Lede okay and the name Lede is a Nigerian name, and it's short form, or it's a derivative from Olade, and it actually means uh, the wealth has come. Oh, and really? they they have that name. It's um, from the Yoruba tribe, mm -hmm. and um, they they called me now a derivative because then they have this girl. They don't know what to, to name me, and they have this name picked out, but I'm a female, so they like kind of changed it put an n on the end to try to make it like nadine i guess and they call me libyan most people call me libyan but since i came to canada they call me lady a lot so that's okay. of my name the wealth has come i love it i love it i know i i went to <laughs> i went to google it and i was like yeah just like my name i i know it's a unique yeah. name but it may be a challenge yeah. to find the meaning <laughs> so when i couldn't find the meaning i'm like okay so i know that there's got to be a backstory <laughs> There's gotta yeah, be a story. Absolutely, yeah. So. I love it. I, I love was actually surprised to know that that is the meaning, the wealth has come. But sometimes mm -hmm. you have these things, you know, people are calling you and you don't realize that it's gonna manifest or become part of your life, right? So. Exactly. See, I got goosebumps as you say that because look, now you're <laughs> in financial literacy, like exactly <laughs> helping people bring that wealth. Exactly. I absolutely. I love it. Okay, so. Tell us, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? When I was a little girl, I actually wanted to be a veterinarian. And I loved animals. And I don't know what happened to that. <laughs> I kind of grew out of it. Do you I, still I love animals? <laughs> That's interesting. So the reason I ask that question is because you know, as kids, our, our imagination is so vivid. You know, we have mm -hmm. these amazing dreams and they're so vivid on what we want to be. And, you know, sometimes we, as kids, you know, play these scenarios out with our friends and so on and so forth. And then as we mm -hmm. become adults, society starts to reshape our vision yeah. of who we want to yeah. be. And sometimes we forget what that original vision was because we were either told to be more realistic or we went down a path mm -hmm. that was either expected of us or someone else wanted right. us to be. So that is mm -hmm. why I asked that question, because it's always interesting to see where we end up or what we have, I'm going to say, reshaped yeah. ourselves to be. So how did you get into financial literacy? Yeah, so getting into finance, it was actually, I started off going to school 
for architecture. So I went to university. I, I did architecture. I, ha- I always had a love for numbers. Um, always excelled at math, uh, planning, and then I'm very creative. So I was like, okay, how do I put that all together? And I went into school for architecture. While I was in school, I got a job um, in the bank. Mm-hmm. And then I kept getting promoted within the bank. So even though I was finishing my degree, I ended up just getting promoted in the bank, going from different financial institutions to different financial institutions in different um, sectors of finance I was working in. And I kind of got to really see that side of things and understand finance, understand money. And because the money was good and I kept being promoted, I ended up staying in that in that area. Okay, so you started out working in the bank, you climbed your way up the charts, the money was great, you stayed Mm -hmm. in that industry, you're presently Mm -hmm. making an impact in women's lives in that industry. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about helping women who are going through a divorce, because Mm -hmm. you and I have both experienced starting a business during a divorce. (laughs) So I want you to... I want you to speak to that about starting over and being yeah. pieces, especially for any of the oh, women wow. who are listening right now that are going through a divorce and are, yeah, looking for yeah, some absolutely. So, wow, Makini, you're coming with a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so when I was in finance and working for the major corporations, so the major banks, they weren't seeing my vision. So a lot of, I really wanted to focus on women. I did find that they're, there was this lack of interest from my superiors when I kept saying that I wanted to kind of focus on this area. They were all, there was always this pushback. There's not money in that sector. There's no money in that, in that market, you know, focus on just making your numbers and, and things of that nature. I was like, okay, there is money there. You can build a, a great career just focusing on this particular demographic. Um, and the pushback that I was getting, it just really showed me a mindset that was there. And it kind of showed me why women were in the state that they were in with a lack of financial literacy. So I said, you know what? I really want to focus on this this area a little mm-hmm. bit more. And so I decided to open my own firm. Mm-hmm. I took the leap and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm If you guys can't see that vision or the vision that I have from, for where I want my career to go, then I'm going to have to start my own thing and just start over and do it myself. Right. And so I did that about six years ago. I started my own firm and around the same time, I realized that my ex-husband, well, my husband at the time, he was not interested in being married anymore. He had someone else he wanted to start a new relationship with and he wanted to basically end our relationship or our marriage and pursue this this new situation, uh, which was extremely devastating for me because I actually knew the person. They were in a close mm-hmm. circle of um, friends. Uh, so it was embarrassing, devastating, and I really didn't want it to happen. I was so, you know, broken at that time that I even mm-hmm. wanted to continue in that, in the marriage. Like I still mm-hmm. wanted it to work or, you know, I, even though he's telling me that, Hey, I want to be with somebody else, somebody that you know, somebody who's been in our home. I've opened our, you know, we, we've opened our mm-hmm. home to this individual. She'd be over for dinners and, you know, um, holidays and things like that. 
Um, even though he was saying, hey, I want to be with this person, I was still in a state of wanting to hold on to that marriage. But he, you know, he, it was out of my control because he really didn't want to stay. And so I found myself starting a brand new business uh, while going through a, a, a very, what I would say is a public divorce. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of people knew the situation that was happening, and it was very, it was very embarrassing, and it really brought down, you know, my self-esteem and you know what I thought about myself. We had three young children at the time, and my youngest child at that time was n- not even two. So wow. yeah, that was my youngest son. He wasn't, he was not even two, and my oldest, she was like maybe uh the the oldest of the three young children that we had was about five at the time. So. Yeah, I was five, two, and one. Wow. And um, I found myself with these three young kids, um, starting a new business, going out on a limb, leaving the comfort of uh, a secure position, and just having to start all the way all over. It was wow. really, it was actually really traumatizing, to be honest. It was, it was very traumatizing. Uh, not only was I in a state of disarray, you know, emotionally, my finances were heavily impacted, so I was coming out of the the marriage with debt that had uh, incurred during the 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 marriage, and um you know so financially I was not in a good position either. And starting mm-hmm. a financial consulting firm uh, while I was I myself was in financial disarray, so mm-hmm. I also felt like you know this is not uh, like like I'm not being authentic. Really, mm-hmm. at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I feel that a lot of strength. I have to like lean on a lot of um, inner strength. Uh, also, my relationship with God helped a lot. Uh, there was a lot of prayer involved with um, rebuilding mm-hmm. my self-esteem, being reminded of who I who I was, what I had overcome. I was a teenage mother uh, early on when I went to university uh, on scholarship. I was you know, I had to pull back, pull from all of those accomplishments that I had done in the past and just mm-hmm. as a reminder of what I can do and, and who I was. I I have goosebumps. Um <laughs> so you okay, so first of all, my my listeners know when I when I get goosebumps, that's that's my spiritual side coming. <laughs> first of all, I am so sorry that happened to you that mm-hmm. you had to experience that. What I have found from a lot of the women who have come on and shared their story, and it's almost been almost 100% of the time, is that your pain births your purpose. Mm-hmm. And as much as it hurts to go through those things, and you know, a lot of people don't believe that everything happens for a reason because they don't, they can't connect with the, the things that hurt. Um, but those are mm-hmm. the things that sharpen us. Those are the things that show us what we're made of. Those are the things that strengthen our resilience. So just hearing your story and everything that you had to go through from, you know, building your business and, and even while deciding to build your own business because the larger corporation didn't believe in the vision that you had and then mm-hmm. having to experience, you know, the infidelity and having three small children with someone mm-hmm. that no longer wants to be in a relationship, like all of those things, I can see the different levels of trauma, but I commend you for your strength, your courage, and your vulnerability for continuing to build your business, continuing to build yourself, continuing to build your family, and being able to openly share your story with us. Thank you, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Aww. Thank you, Makini. Like I, I feel that 
what you said that the pain birthed the purpose. I really do. It put me, I knew that I was going to be helping women, but I didn't have the experience, I would say, of a, that a lot of women that I do help now have had faith. So I understand now. I understand that place of brokenness. I understand that place of, you know, having to start all over again or to start from scratch and not knowing how to make it if you are going to make it or how to stay positive when things just don't look good when Mm -hmm. uh, you know your circumstances aren't looking aren't looking positive and trying to stay in a mindset of the vision is going to come to pass it is going to happen if you stay steadfast if you keep on working at it keep on plugging away and try to block out all the noise right Mm -hmm. Um, there was a Mm -hmm. lot of noise there was a lot of emotional turmoil and mm-hmm. now when I speak with my with my clients, I understand, even though their situation may not always be the same, I understand pain. I understand how hard it is to do anything when your self-esteem has been taken a hit. I understand mm-hmm. that. So um, it helps me to be, to connect on a level that is necessary in order to, to help individuals get to that next level or get to where they want to be financially, achieve those financial goals. So I'm actually thankful for it that it happened at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of insight was gained as a result of going through those things. I learned a lot about myself, a lot about my standards, boundaries. I learned, I learned a lot of things that, mm-hmm. that I didn't have before, that I didn't right. know. And I couldn't, you know, start a business with those things. And now I'm stronger for it and, and I, I'm a better businesswoman for it, a better mother a better partner, and just an overall better person as a result. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. There was, I'm going to say three, well, there's probably more than three, but there was like three key things that stood out to me. You know, you found, I'm going to say, a, you're, you deepened your relationship with God. So your faith mm-hmm. is one of the things that helped you get through that. And then you having to tap into your past accomplishments as a reminder of your competence because going through something like that I can I've been there been there can definitely mm-hmm. um, take a, a toll on your self-esteem and your confidence mm-hmm. and you had mm-hmm. to look back at the things that you accomplished to remind yourself facts over feelings mm-hmm. the, the the things that you have been able to to accomplish the things that you've been able to do as a reminder to help you rebuild Mm -hmm. your confidence. And then in a place of service, you are leading with empathy because you understand, because you've been there. So you can connect with your clients on an emotional level. It's not just a transaction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All all of of those three things are so key. Those Mm -hmm. things that you picked out, those are so key. Like the relationship with God, um, I was always going to church. I was always, well, not always, like I, I had some, you know, dark tears <laughs> in my mm-hmm. childhood, but like around, you know, I first started going to church around, um, 20 years old. And mm-hmm. I was going and I'd always go religiously. I'd go on Sunday. I'd go to Wednesday night, um, Bible studies, all of, all of that. But it wasn't until I went through the divorce that I realized who God is to me. Like who mm-hmm. he, where that it became personal mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. is there for me, and I was able to really 
lean on him at that in that time. There was really nobody. I I, I felt anyways that there was mm-hmm. no one that can understand what I was really going through at that right. time. All right. Um, the level of disappointment. You know, you think that you're going to be with someone forever. You're there building. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. All of the, you know, all of all of the decisions that you're making are based on the fact that you think you're going to be with this person. You know, I thought that I'm building as we're, we're purchasing property together. We're doing things together. And I was always of that mindset of a couple or a partnership that we're doing this mm-hmm. together. So I was kind of left just where do I go from here? How do I... You know, I'm now a single person. What what happens is this was a marriage, a ten year marriage, and then just being told, okay, I don't want to be with you anymore. I want to be with this person, and then still seeing because we shared our children, so still seeing him and this person, it was it was really devastating for me. Like you know, the pick up, the drop off, having to see, you know, this is where he lives with this person now, and um, it was extremely devastating. Mm-hmm. But again. It, all of it I'm thankful for because it just built strength. It, it showed me, like, you know, why did I want to even be building a life with somebody who's capable of doing something like that to me? Right? It, it made yeah. me question my choices. Like, why would you even choose someone like that in the first place? Right? It, so it showed certain things that were in me that had to be dealt with. Well, what is challenging about experiencing that kind of trauma is also the the grief that comes with that because when you go through a breakup especially you know a divorce or when you've been hurt in that way it it is just like losing a loved one even if the, that person mm-hmm. has not left the planet, but they have left yeah. your life. So you have to reevaluate your views. Like you said, you were planning life as a couple. You now have to reevaluate how you see your future, how you function. I didn't, I'm going to say, I didn't understand the full extent of that until I'm going to say, you know, a breakup that I had. I want, I don't want to say too recent because it's, it's been over a year, but mm-hmm. the trauma that comes with that, that you never expected, how that can impact you. You actually have to go through those stages of grief, like the denial, the mm-hmm. anger, you know, the bargaining, mm-hmm. the depression, the acceptance. It's a process that you have to go through. Awesome. Yeah. And to be running a business at the same time. Yeah. And raising small children at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like those yeah. are, that's a lot of weight to carry. So yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that you felt that you could only take that to God. And I'm a believer. A lot of the women who listen to the show are, are believers. So mm-hmm. it's important as much as we also need a strong community of family and friends that can love on us and support us. They may not understand mm-hmm. fully what you are going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They may not even be able to help you carry that burden because there are a lot of people that aren't willing to deal with their own emotions. So when you start mm-hmm. to speak openly about what you're feeling or what you're going yeah. through, they don't know how to handle that. They don't know how to receive that. They don't mm-hmm. know how to hold space for that. So mm-hmm. taking it to God, taking it to a therapist, all of those things are so, so important. So what is your mm-hmm. current state of mind? Now I'm in a great place. That was six years ago. You know, I had to, as you're saying, like doing it, having a business and going through all that, 
to have a business, you really need confidence. You need confidence in yourself. You're running this business. Your clients are coming to you for help. So building my confidence was my main thing. And I think that came over time. The more women that I was able to help, the more women that are achieving their goals, they come in in a certain place financially. In our annual review, they're at, you know, they're, they're way further than we even expected that they would be. So that's all of that built my confidence. It really did. It showed that there is a purpose, that I have purpose here, that that I'm here to to help others. So in the space that I'm at now, my company's thriving. I'm loving life. My children are doing well. Uh, I do have a a joint uh, situation with my ex-husband where I have one week. He has one week, so we have to have a really great communication in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm in a place of forgiveness. I'm, I'm really, I have, I hold no ill will or bitterness towards them anymore. I mean, everybody has to make the choices that they feel will make them happy, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, and if, you know, if somebody isn't happy or they're not, they're not wanting to be, um, they're not wanting to be in a relationship anymore, you really have to let them go. I mean, mm-hmm. I, bitterness was not an option for me. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen it. I don't want anything to do with it. You know, I just really had to work on making sure that bitterness was out of my heart so that I could move forward. Not for, not for him or for anybody else, but for myself. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in a good space now. I, I'm happy. Like I said, I'm happy that it all happened. I wouldn't change anything about my life. Everything that's happened has brought me to where I am today. And so, yeah, I'm grateful. I love that you speak to the forgiveness piece of it. And I love that you speak to not being able to be bitter because, and, and I'm going to say, say not everyone may agree with this, but this is definitely something that I believe in. Definitely something that I've studied in terms of the mindset. But when we hold on to that negative energy, we're only hurting ourselves and forgiveness mm-hmm. is for us, not for them necessarily. Like you, you can forgive someone. It doesn't mean you forget. It doesn't mean that you let them fully back in. But you can let go of that negative emotion. You know what I mean? And there's so many different levels of forgiveness. And, you know, I, I won't go through them all right now, but it's, it, mm-hmm. forgiveness is good for everyone. It's good for the giver and the receiver. So I, I just want to point that mm-hmm. out. So let us know what is your self care routine? How do you take care of Lydia? You know, to be honest with me, this is something that I do struggle with, okay? But I, I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better. You know, everyone always is talking about self-care. This is something that I, I say, um, I have to focus on. My, I do work long, very long hours. I work quite a bit and I pretty much work every day. So I have been really sticking, trying to stick to a schedule in terms of, uh, working. Like, so when my time, when I'm working and when I'm not. I do try to spend a lot more time with my children as well. So when I have them, I make sure that we're eating dinner together as a family. That's self-care for myself, like being able to nurture my relationship with my children, with my partner, just hearing about their day, being present in conversations. And then for myself, I like to read a lot. You know, I should go to the gym a bit more than I do. I guess with the pandemic and everything, but, you know, I try to go to the gym. I do like to read a lot. I just need that 
time for myself. It could just mm-hmm. be a glass of wine, watching a movie by myself. I need that alone time. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I mean, it's, it's important for us to make that time to take care of ourselves because if we don't take care of us, we don't mm-hmm. have the energy to pour into other people. You know, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't pour Absolutely. from an empty cup. So tell the people where they can stay connected with you online. If they want to get in contact with you, if they want to get more information about you, where can they find you? Yeah. So on, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, under at Ladine and Co. That's the name of my company, Ladine and Co. Um, L-A-I-D-E-E-N. As I said, my name is very tricky. So that's the spelling, L-A-I-D-E-E-N. And, um, also my website, you can find out more about me at ladymanco.com. And yeah, that's how you can find me. Awesome. Awesome. I will definitely have your direct links in the detailed section of your episode so they can just click and connect with you directly. They won't have to search too far. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> And for the final segment of the show, I call it a walk in her wisdom. And it's just a couple of quick reflection questions. And you share the first thing that comes to mind, whether that be one word or one sentence. All right. What have you become better at saying no to in the last five years? And that could be distractions, invitations, family. Yeah, I I would say I'm very protective of my energy. So Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, whether it's friendships, clients, anything that is kind of crossing boundaries or where I see I've come very good at saying no to those type of relationships. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? I think thinking big. Yeah, just thinking as big as possible, right? Like stop yeah. limiting myself. Stop trying to play small or, or think low. Just really think big, like shoot for the stars. Okay. Uh, when and where are you the happiest? Um, I'm the happiest, I would say at home, which is so weird for me because I'm such an extrovert. I'm I'm such an extrovert, but this Mm -hmm. pandemic has really forced me to stay home and I enjoy it. Like, I really love it. I've been having such a blast. This pandemic has been amazing. I I got a new dog. I got a a little Doberman. Yeah, he's huge. Um, but just being home with with the kids, with the dog, with my partner, like I absolutely love being home, which is just the wildest thing for me. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And you know, you know, because you know I'm like a total extrovert. Like being at home meant like yeah. jail for me. Before. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I love it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. I would say The Four Quadrants by Robert Mm -hmm. Kiyosaki. So I know that he's made some really, you know, negative comments, but it doesn't take, you know, especially through the whole George Floyd pandemic and whatnot, but it doesn't take away from the truth that he does have in in some of his books. And the the four quadrants really stuck out to me where he Mm -hmm. breaks down, like, you know, the difference between being an employee, a business owner, an investor, you know, that really shapes the way that I think about earning income. Okay. And last but not least, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with Mm -hmm. anything on Mm -hmm. it, what would it say and why? I would just want people to get in touch with their own purpose. 
like being true to their purpose and to really search and figure out why they're here and what their calling is. I feel that there's a lot of a lot of these negative emotions and where people are, it's it's stemming from a lack of purpose or not being in the right lane. So mm-hmm. I think I would speak something to that. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Wow, Ladine, I wanna thank you for taking the time to join us. I wanna thank you for sharing your story, your truth. I wanna thank you for your strength, your inspiration. I wanna thank you for your friendship over the years. I just wanna thank you for being you because I truly appreciate you. Aw, thanks, Mac. I love you too. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and just keep shining. I love it. You are glowing and continue doing everything that you are doing. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're awesome, Mac. I love the show. Awesome. Thanks thank for having you. Me. Okay. Thank you. And to all of you faith walkers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And you can join the community of faith walkers and sign up for our weekly newsletter at awalkinmystilettos.com. And be sure to grab one of my personal development books available online everywhere. And if you can think of one woman that would receive value from hearing Ladine's story today, please share it with them. Feel free to screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on Instagram. You can tag Ladine at Ladine and Co. Yeah. Perfect. And you can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. Mm-hmm.